Today on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about a recession and why it could be necessary. We're going to talk about why recessions naturally occur in healthy economies and how the adversity of those recessions separates the weak from the strong, both with people and companies. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about how experts say a recession is coming, so be prepared. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. Everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. My name is Clint Weatherill. We have a really exciting topic today. We're talking about a recession. That's a word that's been thrown around a lot lately, and a lot of people get really scared whenever they hear the word recession. We're here to tell you why it may be necessary. I'm here with my dear friend, Mr. Scott Adams. What's up, partner? Living that dream. I can't wait. We're going to touch on a few topics. We're going to talk about how recessions are actually naturally occurring events in healthy economies. Who would have thought? We're going to touch on how adversity of those recessions kind of separates the weak from the strong. And as as painful as they are to go through, they serve a purpose that uh, benefits economies over long periods of time. And last, we're going to touch on some of uh, what the experts out there are saying is coming. So should be a good show. How are you? Good, man. Got yourself a new coffee mug there, huh? Just came, uh, just coming off of Father's Day. It keeps the coffee at the exact temperature that I like it. Who would have thought? It's We're living in the future. I know. But I got my my um, youngest, or excuse me, my oldest daughter bought me this shirt. My youngest daughter got me these socks. So it's a it's a Father's Day. I love you it. know uh, kind of feel around here. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool. Uh, Father's Day for me is uh, I grew up um, always looking forward to Father's Day because me and my dad would sit around and watch the U.S. Open. Oh. So, so I, I normally don't do anything on Father's Day. I will watch the U.S. Open and think of the fond memories I have with my dad. That's neat. So, so it's pretty well, cool. For you. So that's what, uh, that's what yeah. I did. But, yeah, man, life is good. I Sun got is- to hang out and uh, have some fancy dinners with my daughters. My wife said, anything you want to me to make, I'll make. So yeah, sounds we, amazing. Oh, it was awesome. Can't put a awesome. price on a home cooked meal. I know. Sitting with the kids and life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Well, you know we've got uh, got a lot going on here at the office, so it's kind of good to come in and sit down. We had a big luncheon in here today, and it's just good to have everybody together and the camaraderie. And you know we live in a a very negative world yeah. that is dominated by crappy news and crappy people, quite honestly. Um, but, you know, it's good to have our team in here today, and we had some Thai food in here, which was so yummy, but it's made me a little tired, so that's why I'm yeah. I'm on the coffee today. But, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, negative things, the word recession immediately brings out the chicken littles. Mm-hmm. We, we, we say, uh, we talk about chicken little, you know, quite often within our office and on the podcast. Because we are chicken littles. Yeah. I'm a huge pessimist. Yeah, me too. You've got to be on your toes. You got to be ready to, to evolve or die. That's right. You know, so um, so yeah, recession is something that's very scary. But you know, we talked about it um, last week a little bit on our podcast, and we joked about it in our in our skit where, hey, we kind of knew this was coming. Sure. And you and I have talked quite often how we wanted we wanted it to come. 
It was time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not necessarily um, whether I want it or don't want it. It's the fact that that uh, I'm a realist and um, I I believe in um, that. There's a lot of economists out there that are a lot smarter than me. Who get out of here? Who I have Seriously? listened to? I know, no. hard hard to imagine. <laughs> who I have listened to? Who have you know really? hammered into my head that recessions can be a natural and healthy part of a healthy economy. As, as strange as that may sound, how would a recession be part of a healthy economy? You know, they serve purposes. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be a all negative thing. You just have to go into it with your eyes wide open and realize that it's going to happen and you have to um, plan accordingly and adjust as it comes. Now, a recession is not a guaranteed thing, which we'll touch on some of the, the what the experts are saying. But uh, one interesting thing I saw last night is Elon Musk is uh, lowering Tesla employment, um, uh, decreasing employment at Tesla by three point five percent in advance of what he thinks is a coming recession. I found that interesting. So, um, not that he's the greatest economist in the world, but. He's been labeled as a pretty smart dude. He's a very smart dude. Right. He is a uh, he is a futurist. He's very good at at changing the future and predicting it. Um, but love him or hate him, I mean, it's yeah, hard sure. to argue his intelligence. I mean, right. the guy's smart, 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 guy. smart guy, and and he's, I like him quite personally. I, as you know, I'm a huge fan of him, but I understand some people don't. Um, but he he's in the majority. Um, you look at Goldman Sachs and all these, all the all the big banks are predicting a near-term recession. Um, some of them as high as 50% in the near term are saying the likelihood of, of I'm shocked that it's even that low because you and I feel it's probably 75 to a, somewhere in that 75 to a hundred percent range in the near term, meaning the next 12 months, there will be a recession, but we're not totally scared of it. We can prepare and we can, succeed through it. And in some ways, like you said, we're looking forward to it. Well, I'm going to sound a little arrogant what I'm about to say, but in a lot of ways, um, we are the people that should be talking about this because we have the experience. And the reason why I say we're the people, you know, you go a little bit older than us and those people aren't working anymore. They're, they're thinking about retirement. I mean, we're in our mid forties, but you know, I don't think you and I are working into our seventies, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, you go younger than us, uh, a generation, you know, I'm looking at my producer, you know, over, over there, he's never, you know, been through a recession, right? you know, so, um, you know, we have, we've been through something called the great recession. And I think that, I don't think actually, I know it taught us a lot about being in the game through a recession. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm able to talk about my experience. You're able to talk about your experience on what we did during the Great Recession that, man, we wish we could go back. I know. You know, we wish we could go back to the Great Recession because, I mean, even though we were we were still buying in, gosh, we didn't do it enough. I know. And I'm not saying that we're there, we're, we're there yet, but, you know, I've got very, very strong opinions that are based off of my past through, you know, several um, decades of being in real estate and living through one of the most volatile economic 
times in U.S. history, you know, with the with the Great Recession and the mortgage meltdown, I've wanted a pullback for quite some time. You know, I've wanted, um, you know, uh, for us to to not be beat out by Wall Street landlords. I've wanted people that should not be in the real estate profession to exit the real estate profession, and I believe that that's that's something that is getting ready. Um, to start. So I've been looking forward to it. I'm, 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 I don't think we're fully there yet. And I think even when, you know, CNBC, Fox business, all these economists that you're talking about say we're in a recession, it's still going to be a while until it's the uh, time to buy and the really, really prime time for, for real estate. But I'm watching it very closely. You're watching it very closely. And uh, there's going to be a time where we're going to back the truck up. Yeah. And for now, um, you know, what, what we suggest doing is the same exact thing that we are doing. We suggest selling off any um, assets that are re- have appreciated a lot but do not have strong cash flow. Um, so you can ring the register at those. Any properties that have great cash flow, just hold them. Do not sell them. You're going to need them to get you see you through the recession and to be cash flow positive, so that you can buy when when prices drop. So, the thing with buying during a recession, it's incredibly difficult to have the courage to do it. It's so hard to be the fish swimming against the current. It's so hard to know when that bottom is, and you will never time the bottom 100 percent correctly. However. You can buy on the drop and on the on the on the comeback, and we're not there yet. But we would suggest being prepared to do that. So hold on to your great assets that you have now. In fact, if you see good cash flowing assets, we're adding them. We just added uh, this week th- uh, three duplexes um, to to our portfolio. We've uh, we're building. Uh, 25 duplexes in Southern Indiana. We're still going crazy for good cash flowing assets because the economy in a sense doesn't matter for those as far as values. The only thing that matters is will those be good cash flowing assets during a recession period? And we are believe strongly and have seen it happen that the assets that we invest in are great performers during downturns. So we feel strongly in holding good cash flowing assets and acquiring them and offloading any cash-heavy properties that don't provide that cash flow because you won't be able to sell them during a downturn. So ring the register on those. Hold on to your good stuff. And mm-hmm. you made a point here, which is our second point, which is adversity separates the weak from the strong. And it is an incredibly difficult thing to say because that it's it's bad things are going to happen to bad performers. And right now... Anyone in America can have a job. We were looking at the unemployment numbers. There's basically a job for every man, woman, and child of working age in the, in the country right now. Mm-hmm. That isn't, that's a good thing. I'm gl- I don't want people to be out of work. However, there's not enough competition for those jobs, and people who are very bad at their jobs are still able to keep those jobs and to do a very bad job at those jobs and make a paycheck. And that is not good for an economy. Well... I don't anyone that's um definitely above the age of 40 that um work ethic and I don't know I should say that but they especially work ethic in jobs that that we grew up around 
um, you know, non-tech, you know, related jobs is something that is, that is, it's hard to find, you know, it's, it's, it's different. You know, we're, we, we struggle to have enough employees for the trade. So if there's anyone out there that wants a job and you're in the Fishers, Indiana or metropolitan Indianapolis area, we'd love to have you, um, you know, and at, at, Rates that are higher than whenever I graduated from the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. Right. But uh, but anyhow, it's um, it's it's challenging. You know, we we've talked about the labor gap on here, and you know how hard it is to fulfill certain positions. Um, yet you know if there's a, a business that's looking for a social media poster, uh, you know you will get uh, you know a thousand <laughs> applicants in fifteen minutes. It's um, you know it's 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 interesting times. And I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have all of the all of the right answers. But you know, when you say separates um, the weak from the strong, you are going to see it. And you know, you're also going to. We're coming out of a period where there's been a lot of free government money. Probably not something that's going to continue once we you know are fully in a recession. People and they're tightening gonna, it now. They're correct. tightening, they're tightening that now. it now. You know, they're going to be forced. Monetary back to policy work. is changed. Um, they realized that they overreacted and um, they they loosened too much. They gave out too much stimulus um, and interest rates were too low. And so they're trying to, to pull back. And in the meantime, um, demand continues to be higher than supply because supply chains are, are still backlogged. And the demand is still there from all the cash that's been poured into the economy. And everybody can have a job. So between the cash that was poured into the economy by the government and the workforce being anyone who, who has a heartbeat can get a job, it's, uh, it's a, an environment that needs to change. It's not healthy right now. And I feel bad saying that because mm-hmm. I know it's good times for most people. And I don't want things to be bad for folks. But at the same time... This is unsustainable. It just realistically is. And it's it's going, if this didn't cool down, it will eventually become a, a poor place to invest in the country, not just real estate. And so uh, something has to happen. And all of the experts are predicting that there will be a pullback and a cooling down soon. It, you know, you, you, you say that um, demand you know, far exceeds supply in our economy in general. Uh, I would agree. But I believe that it's going to blow people's minds with how quickly that flip is going to be. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, we've, we've, we've had, you know, several years um, here in central Indiana where, you know, homes are on the market for, you know, minutes, you know, a couple – a couple of hours, right? You know, it's it's just it's it's crazy. Um, me and my wife tried to get a car a few months ago, and just you know how bananas is. We ordered twelve vehicles for our for our work here for our maintenance staff, and they can't tell us anything. Um, you know, it's just it's bananas. I think that you're going to go from not being able to get anything to it literally doing a one eighty. You know, within six months, for sure. Why? We live in a very payment-driven society. We say it all the stinking time, and I want everyone to hear this. Get that out of your minds. It's not about payment. It's about the investment. 
um, you know, it, people just look at what the payment is. Oh, well, you know, my payment, you know, went down a hundred bucks or my payments is only a couple hundred dollars more for this. That is a terrible mindset to have. And you're never going to accumulate the wealth that you deserve by having that mindset. You are a slave to your debt. Correct. You are acquiring things you cannot afford. Someone is loaning you, usually a bank, the money to acquire something you can't afford so that you will be a slave to them, work for them, and pay them interest on that money. I, it's not something that most people can flip a switch because you got to keep living, but it's something you should, every time you purchase something with a loan, whether it's a car, a home, anything, if you borrow to buy toys, that is an indicator that you need to readjust how you view life. You know, I, I learned that from an early age when I, mm -hmm. I bought a boat right out of college. And I remember a wise family member saying, you financed a boat? And I was like, well, yeah, they've, it was like 7% financing for 10 years, 10 years. I was like, why wouldn't I? It's only $99 a month or whatever it was. They're like, you financed a boat. And I said, yeah. And they said, well, why didn't you just buy it? And I was like, I can't. I don't have 10 or 20 grand sitting around to just go buy a boat. And they're like, well, then you can't afford a boat. And that concept blew my mind. Well, I mean, their point is, is you're going to be upside down on that boat from the day that you buy it. And you're paying you know. for 10 years. Why mm -hmm. not save? Why not work hard? Save first and then buy. I know that I can't convince people out there that they should do that for their personal home and for their car. But everything else, at least do it that way. Well, let's talk about the cars for a second. Yeah. Because... You know, you, you see so many of these SUVs are 70-plus thousand. Um, you know, you get into even a, an American luxury, you know, SUV is 100K now. So, you know, the difference in, in interest rates is going to change those payments like 500 bucks. Right. It's going to be $500 more a month. You know, on 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 some of these some of these vehicles, and everyone lives in a payment driven society. Everyone's just thinking about the payments. You know, if you if you can afford the car, you buy the car because you want the car, and it shouldn't change your life. But right. but you know, you're just doing it off of off of a pay off payments. I mean, these like these luxury SUVs, you're going to start seeing them on the lots again. You know, five hundred dollars mm -hmm. a month will take out. 50, 60, 70% of the people that are buying right. the luxury SUVs, it will. I mean, the, yeah, I think we'll see the same thing with luxury SUVs, toys like campers, boats, oh, motorcycles, no doubt side by that. sides. Yeah. All of those things that people were buying based on what they could afford the payment on, mm -hmm. um, I th those are going, as, as interest rates go up and the economy cools, I think that we will be flooded with that. I think that's usually one of the first things that happens mm -hmm. is, is, you know, um, the toys, you know, people start Correct. financing toys and oh, RVs. And, I mean, because yeah, you know, like the big RVs with gas, you know, out in California is over seven dollars a gallon. Right. You know, it's costing them eight nine hundred bucks to fill up their <laughs> right. Class A RV. Yeah. You know, like my SUV was a hundred and uh, hundred and twenty five mm -hmm. the other day. I think. Did you have a one fifty fill up? Was that you? Mm -hmm. uh, was not quite. It was like one forty one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. So. um we think it's coming when we don't know exactly. The experts say it's coming. We still believe in this real estate seeing you through it. So, you know, I think that if you are scared of what's coming, this is going to also be counterintuitive. 
you should get in touch with someone like us or others in our business so that you can get some cash flowing assets under your belt because it will become scarier. Interest rates are going to go up. I'm not saying it won't be a good time to buy then, but there's no time like the present right now, in my opinion. And I'm not normally a hard seller. I'm not normally a guy that says, you need to buy houses right now. In fact, I'm famous for on stage being asked a question that said, is now a good time to buy real estate? And I'm in the business of selling real estate. And Clint can tell you what my answer was. It's always a good time to buy real estate. And it's never the best time. Mm-hmm. So correct. I it's never the best time. It's always a good time. Only a sucker waits for top dollar and no one knows where the bottom is. I mean, it's just, it's just simple. Mm -hmm. So see yourself through, do what we do, do what we did to see ourselves through past recessions. We have experience in this. We know what we're talking about. You know, we have some great mentors too, who kind of helped see us through the first time. Let us be that for you guys. See what we did. Make sure you've got some good cash flowing assets. You won't believe how much freedom it allows you during that time. Because the dollars that you have in your pocket will become much more powerful during a recession. You won't believe the power Cash of money. will be king in a massive way. You can build a portfolio then like you wouldn't believe. But the first step is to make sure you've got some cash-flowing assets first before this happens so that you have the cash and the ability and the track record to be able to do this. Yeah, and you know – still talking about adversity, separating the weak from the strong. I really want to speak to, um, you know, people that um, are a generation, you know, younger than us. The only reason I, I'm speaking to them is because we've been through the Great Recession. We've seen it. Um, you know, I feel like we can give some some good advice. Be prepared for money to become more and more difficult to get from a lending standpoint uh, money won't be flowing nearly as strongly as it has for the last decade. You know, Scott just you know said you know cash, you know being being king. So look at your portfolios, whether it's stocks, investments, whatever it is, and if you need um, cash, plan for that now. You know, don't plan on using um, especially your real estate as a piggy bank to where you can refinance and pull cash out because it's going to be a a spot where you cannot do that. So prepare. We're almost already a little too late to be able to do, to to prepare the way that you should have. Um, But there still is time. You know, I don't want to be a fear monger. And I feel like the generation behind us, you know, thinks that Scotty and I are fear mongers when it's not, it's experience that has made us cautious, not fearmonger. Big difference between fearmonger and cautious. Yeah, let, let me dive down a little bit on something you said there that we're noticing as a trend with more the younger generation, which is leveraging your house, refining it as soon as there is equity in it. I, I don't, first of all, we don't agree with it, but that's about to go away. If there is a pullback and you do not, not only have, appreciation, but you actually have the opposite going on for the values of your properties. Your whole business model and this whole greedy, crazy, risky plan you have is about to come to a screeching halt. You can't operate that way in an economy as it's dipping or flat. You can't plan on using, you know, you go to the bank and you fix up a house and you refi it and you cash it out and you use it to buy your next one. That whole business model is about to die. So quit listening to these TikTokers and these young people out there that are 
so aggressive with their real estate practices, thinking it's the only way to do it. There's better ways. There's conservative ways. We can show you that. We've modeled it. We've done it. We've made it through recessions using our tactics. So these guys that are out there are about to get their butts hung out in the wind when this happens. And we don't want that to happen. You know, we watched it during the Great Recession. Again, we're not being fear mongers. I watched good friends, you know, fall on, you know, uh, you know, fall backwards in a way that really hurt them and their families financially for the rest of their lives. Right. You know, it's um, it's not us being fear mongers. You know, we just mind. had a we just had lunch with our entire company and and we had some of um, our subcontractors come in too and mm-hmm. and we provide lunch and one of them was talking to me after our, our lunch about 2008 through 2010, talking about how he went from a Mercedes with a $900 a month payment to a Taurus that his aunt had wrecked and passed away in. And that that's what he had to drive because he couldn't afford anything else. Mm-hmm. And it was an awful memory every day he'd get up and go. And he was over leveraged in real estate. That's why that happened to and him. And one of the kindest, oh, he's an amazing, nicest man. people you will ever meet in your the life. The last person you want to see this a, a pullback effect. But he was over leveraged. He, you can't do it that way. You can't listen to these folks who are like, you know, the Burr method is a great method, and I'm not going to do the details on it, but it's a way to maybe hit the ground with a little bit of equity in your property. Well, they then cash that out. If you're doing the Burr method and doing cash out, you're toast. It's over. You cannot operate that way. If you're doing the Burr method to own a good cash flowing asset and not cash it out, okay, that that might work. But this aggressiveness, it's it's going to stop. The last 10 years have has trained people to think that real estate works in a way that it does not long-term. It does not work that way. Healthy economies have pullbacks, healthy economies, and it's going to happen. I don't know when we think it's coming in the short term. We could even be wrong, but eventually it will happen because it's, it's just a part of the cycles of economies. So please, we don't want to see people get hurt. Be conservative. You can still do it. Yeah, I think my last point on that is, you know, I talked about money and the flow of money drying up. It doesn't just dry up for 30 days. It doesn't just dry up for six months. You're talking that money, the flow of money will be changed for a very long time. It could be five years, could be 10 years. You know, you have to be ready. You know, you can't always just add 20 homes to your portfolio, you need to position yourself for a hibernation. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't grow during a hibernation because you can, but you need to make sure that you've got the reserves, you know, to weather the storm. And to, to us, it's not even really a storm. It's going to be an opportunity to buy. But, you know, you do know going into it that, you're not going to have the same access to money and money is going to be more expensive and there's going to be lots of banks, lots and lots of lenders that don't want to have anything to do with you. They don't want to lend you any more money. You know, I remember um, I was much younger when the great recession, you know, uh, came rolling through and, you know, banks that I had worked with forever, you know, didn't want to lend anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, you, found other, you know, other alternative ways. I've been in the business long enough at that point where, you know, there was, there was options, but, 
you know, at that time in 2008, banks would not lend to investors. Like it went away. Like it became where it was almost nearly impossible to find a bank that would lend to an investor. No, all their investor so, loans were going bad. You think they're going to add more to their books, correct. even good ones? So I'm going to touch on one, one last thing which is why Clint and I actually will benefit from a, a recession. Clint and I and other investors who are, who are prepared correctly will benefit from it. So you can just real clearly see why. A, there will be less competition for properties. We will be able to buy properties at a discount. B, more tenants. People are less able to acquire homes to live in for themselves and therefore move to rentals. And C, pricing drops. So we're able to get everything for cheaper. I don't just mean the house. I mean HVAC, carpet, labor. All of that stuff becomes a little bit cheaper for the investor. So it's like Warren Buffett says. We bring this up all the time. When there's blood in the streets, buy, buy, buy. It'll Can't be say it enough, man. Yep. I mean, it's so true. It'll be scary, but you have all these benefits for why you should be prepared, why you should not be being overly aggressive right now. Instead, you should be shoring up, holding on to your cash flowing assets. Do not sell the good ones. Cash in any that are are you know have equity in them but are not good cash flowers, and keep adding to your good cash flowing assets so you can be prepared for the coming. Got to have a plan. The recession, it's a real thing. You know what's the the uh, the effects of it and how long will it go on that's a game that's going to be played out over time we think it's going to stick around for a while but again we don't have a crystal ball we are not fear mongers have a plan and realize that cash is not going to flow like it always does you know it's uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunities out there but please heed our advice the homeboys care about you and your investments we've lived through the Great Recession, and it taught us a lot. We don't want to see you make the same mistakes. You can follow us at homeboyspodcast.com. Come. Dot com? Yeah. <laughs> Do not type yeah. in homeboys come. Yeah. No, don't search homeboys come. Okay. It's going to be bad. <laughs> it won't be us. <laughs> homeboys come. That'd be a serious bang. Yeah, edit that out. Okay. You're good. Yeah. You can follow us at homeboyspodcast.com. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, what the hell is wrong? With I that? wish we could do a rated R blooper because that com. is so fucking good. Com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you could. I think I All right. All right. You can follow us at homeboyspodcast.com. We love providing this content to you. We want to help you. Till next time. Happy investing.